0: Hey everybody, it's a few minutes to seven o'clock, it's the last day of the regular work week, still plan on doing something tomorrow, we will see, we will see how the baby wakes up tomorrow, she's got herself a little bit of a stuffy nose, so hopefully it just remains a little tiny head cold and nothing more serious or else I'll be, I don't know, probably just keep it close to home and chill out, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, here we are. Here we are on a Friday night, and it's going to be a good one. I've got a bunch of really cool stories that have been floating around today that we can do. Of course, we have uh, Matt in studio. Matt's hanging out tonight. What's going on, Matt? Hello, Francis. How are you feeling? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing all right. Now, listen. Great. You know, we have a couple things tonight. And at the end, I think you're really going to like. Number one is our yearly tradition of going through and letting everybody know about George Washington's one of his favorite drinks this time around, uh, this time of year, and that is the eggnog.
1: This is a very involved process.
0: We're gonna go through that process again tonight, but I found a second drink that was supposedly a holiday favorite of his and uh, uh, some guy put together a video it's a 7 minute video but i found spots that we can just watch it from so it'll only be about 4 minutes of viewing
1: all right i hope he cites his
0: sources i mean we we're, we're going to have to we're going to have to be very skeptical with him of course because
1: Ge- i would know i know i know george's tastes i know you do george washington i wear his fucking perfume
0: that's right the perfume and the the soap. I have it mm-hmm. as well. Lauren likes the soap. She like she likes the soap. She uses it from time to time. George Washington's soap that he made himself. He did mill it. So this is um before he died. He actually made hundreds of thousands of bars of soap so they can be they, sold long after his that's death. That's
1: right. They're, these are original bars of soap. He actually uh, touched them. He printed out the sticker the uh, saran wrap all of that shit the 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 uh, cardboard uh, box all of that was around he's very dedicated yeah he invented all of that stuff
0: so tonight we're going to talk about another one of his drinks and uh but first we've got jfk news uh we've got a little something from the music world i wanted to get into real quick we'll do that now but before that i want to thank my sponsors SecretNatureCBD.com. I hope that everybody is taking a little Secret Nature into the weekend with them. I hope that they're also going to um, to Blue Monster Prep, and they're getting everything done there for themselves and others. Secret Nature, Blue Monster Prep. I'm just like mixing up all of my my plugs at this time of year because we are now eight days away. And I guess less than that, if you consider that uh, Christmas is on a weekend and you're going to need everything to arrive at your house by December 23rd at the very latest for you to be the hero Mm -hmm. that you need to be this time of year. Uh, Most of my
1: gifts are arriving after Christmas (laughs) by like a week or two. It's all right. You're not a hero, not this year. No, I'm not, but we need a hero. We need
0: one. Did you buy any of Donald Trump's uh, NFT cards?
1: No, no. That was a big disappointment. You know, what I was really hoping the big announcement was is he was going to come out and just say, you know, look, I'm gay. <laughs> I've been gay. Uh, it's okay. Still still me, but now you know I'm gay. And then, you know, what it happened made- the next day? What? Joe Biden was like, oh, I'm going to fucking, let's just throw this. What did he sign the other day? The Marriage Protection Act yeah. bill? he be like, oh, we don't need that anymore now. I want the, Yeah I, no, saw, I signed that He should have That would have
0: thrown a big monkey wrench That would into have the,
1: been the greatest political decision he ever made Just come out as gay it's Just been like Yo look I'm gay it's Still me Now what He's a homophobe <laughs> He's just pretending
0: Oh boy Well anyway th- there's Well a, no
1: Didn't he made a little speech later that night about I, his rollout for 2024, as soon as he says that after he's inaugurated, the first thing he's doing is he's uh, making like a federal ban on government agencies and all these other things. Well, I wish and
0: disinformation. Yeah, no, I wish. No, we we did that that list last night. It was um, I don't know. It, it was a lot of nonsense, if you ask me. A lot of it was vague. A lot of it is uh, repetitive, redundant. And, and, uh, uh, and like I said, a lot of it was meaningless because the real problem is the existence of all these agencies. As we're watching right now with the Twitter thing, uh, part six with the Twitter files that are com- I'm going to read through that a little bit. Our friend Tracy was mentioned in uh, tweet number 41. Really? They're yeah. trying to silence her? Well, it was par- probably part of the reason why she was removed from the platform in January of 2021, because they identified her as someone who was uh, uh, you know, publishing any kind of journalistic uh, pieces on election integrity. And of course, the conclusions she and everybody at Uncover DC was drawing were not um, in support of Joe Biden's legitimacy as a winner. So that is, of, of course, something you can't do. You can't do, especially in old Twitter. That
1: is in the B.C. Yeah, I'm still banned You should
0: have been the the first one that they brought back.
1: Uh, Dude, like, it was a new account I just made. All I had was it just waiting. I was going to start making tweets soon, and now I can't. I was just going to, you know, spell stuff different and just, you know, ramble on You're just going to be yourself. Well, I know how to spell.
0: No, I'm just saying you're just going to be yourself. You're just going to do things your way. Well, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, I want to tell everybody. I tell. Ha- I want to tell everybody that I have a new show thread out that we are going to be talking about on Monday the 19th, this coming Monday when Rich Barris comes back to the show. We're not gonna be doing too much on polling and stuff. Maybe we'll see we'll see what is trending by then. Maybe a little bit of Twitter talk between uh, Rich and I. But there's no elections coming up. So we just wanted to get together as friends and talk about something holiday related. Well, I found something perfect. I told him I got in touch with him today. I said, Rich, we're gonna to have to talk about this. So get your get your mind going. Here's a thread most dangerous and or badass christmas toys ever this could be personal anecdotes of the bo- the best toys you ever received or the most dangerous toys they could be the same one uh, but the example i had is the gilbert u238 atomic atomic energy lab it was a toy set from 1950 it contained actual radioactive materials um so I wanted to ask, what are some of the more badass or just straight-up dangerous toys you remember being uh, available from times when safety was much less of a consideration? Now, on the flip side of that question in this thread, I also want to ask you, do you think modern safety standards have taken all of the fun out of toys, and if so, why? So this is going to be a good one for Monday night. We already have a couple of people uh, who have put their two cents in there, but to go to quite frankly.tv into the forum, register for it. It only takes an email address. It is not connected to a big uh, big social media network like Reddit that everybody was hesitant about joining. We should have thousands upon thousands of you getting there soon. So jump in that. I stuck it to the top of the, the thread again, uh, uh, to the top of the forum. So a little bit on that. All right, here you go. Matt might like this one. Headline insider tells tucker carlson that cia was directly involved in the jfk assassination we know this like as i said before this is for the this is news for the uninitiated speculation about the circumstances and motivations behind the 1963 assassination of president john f kennedy rife at the time the tragedy occurred has never stopped while kennedy's murderer was declared soon after the assassination to have worked alone one insider claims to Fox News host Tucker Carlson that the Central Intelligence Agency was directly involved with JFK's assassination yeah the JF uh, the CIA led up by one George Bush who wasn't there that day supposedly uh, Carlson noted that questions about the Kennedy assa- no no he, he, he claims he doesn't remember where he was that day
1: yeah but there's pictures of him there that day
0: yeah I, yeah yeah Carlson noted that questions about Kennedy assassination had been circulating since it happened simply because there was a lot of details that didn't add up or seemed too coincidental the CIA refused to release its documentation on the killing President Lyndon B Johnson released a report that year after JFK's untimely death declaring that both Kennedy's killer Lee Harvey Oswald and Oswald's killer Jack Ruby were acting alone that's just the way it works After about 50 years, the CIA admitted it had withheld evidence, but the reason why is still publicly unknown. Carlson said that the term conspiracy theory was first brought into the everyday American lexicon by the media following JFK's assassination due to the many rumors and suspicions flying about. The phrase then, as of now, of course, was used to label anything and everything uh, contrary to a government pronouncement, both plausible questions and far-out kookiness as pure nonsense so um, yes this was part of what we were given as um, as a result of operation mockingbird uh, when the CIA and other national security state um, appendages really sunk their talons into our media from coast to coast that started in the 1950s but the first real big project they had was managing the public perception on the JFK assassination, um, which, were, which really falls to pieces when you examine the evidence, but also when the one thing that they could not have ever planned for, the Abraham Zepp film, came to light years later. One solitary 8 millimeter camera rolling right there took everything apart, especially the one-bullet theory when you see when you see president kennedy going forward grabbing his throat after he was first shot through the th- through the throat coming from the front and then when his head was blown back into the left from the second shot the kill shot coming from the sewer it, 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 one one man with the camera alone took everything apart so so then you have this then you have this you have conspiracy <clears throat> conspiracy theory came from all that stuff and We're still living with it today, which is now the only thing that the media who is um, That's the only thing the media can say it's the only thing the media can can scream about is conspiracy theory because the media is a zombie body a Zombie body of what was created over 50 years ago Carlson cited one potentially suspicious circumstance noting that the psychiatrist Louis Joylin, uh, uh Jolyon West declared in April of 1964 that Jack Ruby was insane after visiting him in jail. West wrote that Ruby was in need of psychiatric hospitalization, even though no one encountering Ruby before had diagnosed him as insane. West was a contract psychiatrist and mind control expert working for the CIA at the time. He was involved in the CIA's MKUltra program, which gave powerful psychiatric drugs to some Americans without telling them about it. The U.S. media has never investigated why a CIA psychiatrist who specialized in uniformed or uninformed mind control was um, was diagnosing Ruby. The reasons behind West's selection remain lost to history. In 1976, the U.S. House of Representatives. Reopened the investigation into the Kennedy assassination with special bipartisan committee and concluded that JFK was almost certainly murdered as a result of a conspiracy What was not decided whose conspiracy? Carlson boldly called the CIA an obvious subject He explained his reasoning. Why else would the agency withhold critical inf- uh, evidence from the investigators? There was a 1992 congressional law main- mandating that all of JK, JFK assassination related documents be released by 2017, which ultimately did not happen. Former CIA director Mike Pompeo convinced then-President Donald Trump not to release all the documents. There's the good boy Mike over there. Even though all the people involved are dead, the reason is unknown and Pompeo declined to appear on Carlson's show. Because once Mm. a company man spook, always a company man spook. Today, the Biden administration released thousands of secret docu- government documents regarding the JFK assassination. It is unclear how many remain secret, uh, all the important ones. And uh, that's to say that they have not already been destroyed. I don't know why anybody thinks that that, that people would be compelled to actually keep these things in existence. You must, we must. I know that we're, so- we, we must keep them here though. We must keep these documents intact and just find a way not to show them to anybody. Get out of here. <laughs> You know how demoralizing it is still to go 50 years, 60 years, 75 years after an event and keep going. New, new tranches of evidence that come out. You look through them and there's nothing really there. They probably have an entire warehouse full of meaningless documents that they'll be they'll be squeaking out until the year 2200 because all the real shit's been gone. But don't, you, you don't need that because you know what we have? We have all of John Barber's work. Uh, And his his work with Jim Garrison and the Garrison tapes, the Garrison files. You've got to go and watch anything you got on that. Uh, There's other great independent media that was created. I think tonight after the show in the late night programming, we're going to be airing. um, We're going to be airing again. It's a three and a half hour uh, documentary. And I don't really like the last third of it too much after the JFK assassination. Because I think it gets, I'll tell you why in a little bit, but it's... um, JFK to 9-11 everything is a rich man's trick The breakdown of the actual assassination and the motives for that and the people behind it Yeah, the CIA is an operational arm. Yes, you have a lot more of what was going on in Cuba the Bay of Pigs uh, Not so much the not so much the the Federal Reserve Aspect of all that stuff, but it was Cuba Bay of Pigs the, the the readiness and the willingness of the national security state to go into Vietnam into uh, into Asia and pretty much launched the first of many Afghanistan-like wars. Gladio pretty much going out of control and 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 just wanting to run all over the place. And then there was also the 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 organized crime La Cosa Nostra aspect of things. Um, J- Jack Kennedy, for as uh, revered as he is in the hearts of many people, all these decades later, was his presidency was a result of uh, organized crime operations. No doubt about it. And his bootlegger of a father, Joe Kennedy, he crossed, the uh, he, that was pretty much something that he, he helped barter up, the presidency of his son. And then once his son and his other son, once both of his sons, the president and the attorney general, started showing a little bit too much a little bit too much independent thought even though they were both very flawed men that was just uh there's a lot going on there so it wasn't just the cia there was a lot of inside government fascist and uh communist collaborators and then you have the involvement of not only the italian mafia but you also have cuban sharpshooters that they brought in for that shooting gallery they set up in dallas of course almost everybody missed there's was, there's was, ricochets and shots all over the place but the kill shots came from the front um it's an incredible story it's an incredible story it was really one of the, the last gasps of the republic one of the last gasps of course the most of it was destroyed after the civil war but this is incredible that they brought up the mk ultra stuff too because I think that most of the most of the assassins that you have to recruit after JFK, because of the Zapruder film, would have to be mind-controlled zombies. They would have to be MK Ultra. They'd have to be. You have to get somebody to do something out, you know, just brazen, and under the influence of something unnatural and psychologically gripping, because just hard to do it otherwise you can't leave it to chance so we already know about Bobby's murderer or supposed alleged murderer, Sirhan Sirhan to this day does not remember the incident at all claims that he was under mind control so there's a lot I'm gonna keep this one saved because perhaps we can talk about this with Kathy O'Brien and anybody else who cover- covers MK Ultra in the future that'll be a good one all right here's the last thing I want to do I ah, know well, I'll save this for the end I'll save this for the end. I knew that was going to take up a lot more time than usual. Anyway, 7.15, let's get this one kicked off. Don't go anywhere.
2: You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up.
3: Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's
4: ride! Classic. Oh, little
3: town
4: of Bethlehem, how still we see the
0: There are some voices, many. You could just. Uh, uh, Dean Martin, man.
4: <laughs> I
0: was actually going to open up with Dean Martin tomorrow night. But Nat King Cole, you can pick that voice out of a lineup anywhere. What's Kass
1: always say? What's this line about Nat King Cole? Kass has a line about Nat King... He uses it from the movie, Was it? I just want to make sure I'm not uh, making out with Nat King Cole over here.
0: What the hell is that from?
1: Uh, From like... uh, I don't know what it is from.
0: I don't know what the hell... Well, I don't know. I'm going to ask him about that. Doesn't sound like anything I remember, but I remember less and less. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Matt, where do we start? Um, I have to do one thing before we get into all the fun stuff, and that is the uh, number six of these Twitter files. Just a couple of more of these. Um, this is from just four o'clock. I mean, four o'clock. This is three hours ago, so they started dropping this one. Matt Taieb, put it out there. Here is number six ready for this the twitter files are revealing more every day about how the government collects analyzes and flags your social media content twitter's contact with the fbi was constant and pervasive as if it were a subsidiary between january 2020 and november 2022 there were over 150 emails between the fbi and former twitter trust and safety chief yoel roth that guy was a real monster he still is Real monster. Is that the guy on the run?
1: What do you mean? Isn't one of these people on the run or some shit? I don't know.
0: I don't think he's on the run. Um, Some are mundane, like San Francisco agent Elvis Chan, wishing Roth a Happy New Year, along with a reminder to attend our quarterly call next week. Others are requests for information into Twitter users related to active investigations. But surprisingly high number are requests by FBI for Twitter to take action on election misinformation, even involving joke tweets from low follower accounts. J- there you are, joke tweets from low follower accounts. That's the, that's the kind of people the FBI were going after.
1: <laughs> I, I was them. I was I wasn't harming anybody. I know. The FBI's social media, this, uh, they they actually even talk about this. Uh, and I, dude, I went through so much trouble to like make the picture of him like this. I like superimposed him holding a double ended dildo. Oh, see? <sighs> I can't use it. They should have seen
0: that picture and known so much time had gone into it. <laughs> we can't do this. Omnius Trump? The first person to be banned was one Omnius Trump. <laughs> Who the FBI thought was the most concerning out of the bunch. <laughs> no followers, It just fucking... There was something about the no followers and the juxtaposition of the double dildo. I didn't even get to do anything. And I didn't even... Ju- didn't you have a shot? The FBI Social Media focused Task Force, known as FTIF, created the Wake... Of the 2000 in the wake of the 2016 election swelled to 80 agents and corresponded with twitter to identify alleged foreign influence and election tampering of all kinds federal intelligence and law enforcement reached into twitter including included the department of homeland security which partnered with security contractors and think tanks to pressure twitter to moderate content it's no secret the government analyzes bulk data For all sorts of purposes, everything from tracking terror suspects to making economic forecasts. The Twitter files show something new. Agencies like the FBI and DHS regularly sending social media content to Twitter through multiple entry points pre-flagged for moderation. What stands out is the sheer quantity of reports from the government. Some are aggregated from public hotlines. Look at that. Uh, An unanswered question do agencies like FBI and DHS do in-house flagging work themselves (coughs) or farm it out You have to prove to me that inside the, the government you can do any kind of massive data or AI search says one former intelligence officer Hello, Twitter contacts the master canine quality of the FBI's relationship To Twitter Comes through in this November 2022 email in which FBI San Francisco is notifying you it wants action on four accounts Jonathan 1 Wade from MA, Mad and Pissed Off, and Malt Thomas. Uh oh. Twitter personnel in that case went on to look for reasons to suspend all four accounts, including from MA, whose tweets are almost all jokes. Let's see if one of them are there. Here's one from, from MA. I want to remind Republicans to vote tomorrow, Wednesday, November 9th. So I guess that's the day after. Clowns of the left. Just to show the uh, FBI can be hyper intrusive on both directions. They also asked Twitter to review blue leaning Accounts for different joke except here. It was even more obvious than Claire Foster PhD who kids a lot So now they go on down. There's more here. The biggest thing here for me is when they are talking about location data They want location data on people just a constant stream constant stream of of takedown notices when told of the FBI flagging Lexi Lexi Tola replied my thoughts initially include one seems like prima facie a uh, first amendment violation number two holy cow me an account with the reach of uh, an amoeba and then three what else are they looking at if they're going after people who barely have any followers I can't believe the FBI is policing jokes on Twitter that's crazy Said Tiberius four four four. In a letter to former Deputy General Counsel and former top FBI lawyer Jim Baker on September sixteenth, uh, legal executive Stacia Stacia Cardile outlines results from her soon-to-be weekly meeting with the DHS, DOJ, FBI, and Office of Director of National Intelligence. The Twitter execs right she po- explicitly asked if there were any impediments. To the sharing of classified information with industry, the answer the FBI was adamant no impediments for sharing exists. Do you understand what this means The passage underscores the unique one big happy family vibe between Twitter and the FBI with what one other firm would uh, with what uh, with what other firm would the FBI blithely agree to no impediments to classified information i 've seen many people and the first thing I thought of too point out that they raided Mar-a-Lago because of supposedly mishandled classified information. Mm-hmm. And here they are opening up and keeping open channels with, with, with Twitter commies. Just so that they can be on the same page with yeah. who they're censoring. It's just incredible. That shit is crazy. So, I mean, now, still, to, to see it all is just a validation of what we already knew. Uh, our buddy Shem. That's deep state shit, bro. It's shadow government. Absolutely. It's a conspiracy, and yet people say, "Oh wow, the conspiracists are really having a hard time with this one. It's a big nothing burger." I say, "Why are you shilling for the conspiracy, bro? Why are you shilling for the conspiracy by saying shit like that? Nothing burger." you know, they the people say, "Well, it looks bad, but it's really nothing. It's really nothing." Yeah, I mean, they they outright denied that a relationship like this existed between platforms like Twitter and the national security apparatus. They outright denied a relationship like this even existed. So the revelation alone of that being a lie is so much more than a nothing burger, which is such a, oh, you're so pathetic if you continue, if you continue to use that term.
1: Yeah, it doesn't even sound you know like something you wanna eat. No, it sounds like nothing.
0: Shem Horn, our buddy Shem, said this is the huge thing people are missing. They didn't only want to ban people from Twitter. They wanted to dox them and track them for political speech and jokes. That's right. That's what I'm talking about with the, with the location data. So, but then again, that shouldn't after, after January 6th. <sighs> That should not be a surprise to anybody who's paying attention to because I kept playing that one piece of Jake Tapper on CNN one night showing on a black screen uh, and, and this like, um, I don't know, it was like the, the roadmaps of all of what was between the place where Trump was giving his speech and the Capitol. And they're showing all these green, cloudy swarms moving their way from the speech to the Capitol to show the movement of people because they're tracking Aww. data.
1: Well, then, this should have showed uh, most of the people leave the second that Trump went up on stage and started to speak. They should have seen that and thought it was kind of weird. It, it doesn't matter. It, see,
0: it doesn't matter that nearly a million people were there that day, and only a couple thousand went to the, the Capitol. Doesn't matter. They, they, that the, the proportion of what happened and who was provo- and how small the amount of people who were provocateured into creating a situation that has been that has been, uh, you know, uh, feasted upon like this, is, that does not matter. They're not interested in that. They're interested in completing the operation. And they got what they wanted out of 2020, and now they're, they're pushing on. So that's all I have on that. Here's another funny thing. Here's another funny thing. Revisiting the, the pre-election quarrel between the Pelosi's and some unnamed man in his underwear... Did you hear about this, Matt? I did. Some sort of sex slave, the son of Paul Pelosi's supposed attacker, breaks a silence and fuels speculation. The son of Paul Pelosi attacker, David DePape, said his father is not evil and is hardly a right-wing conservative. He also implied that 82-year-old Pelosi uh, may have invited DePape over for sexual activities. That's he,
1: definitely what he did. He didn't hit him with a hammer. He hit him with a dildo. He hit him with a dildo. You know, I want to see. I want to see
0: uh, Paul's head. It's got a dildo imprint on it. That's still. what I'm talking about. That's probably what the surgery was about. Yeah, they're trying to level out the head because they can see the mushroom stamp <laughs> right there. All right. Well, let's see here. Speaking with the Daily Mail, um, Nebusvad. Neb- that's his name, Nebusvad. Nebizvad Sky Gonzalez said he isn't in, uh, isn't a danger to society. I don't even know if he's attacked Mr. Pelosi. For all that we know, he has some sort of he was some sort of sex slave, as Elon Musk had pointed out. End quote. The 42-year-old Depape or Depap appeared before a San Francisco Superior Court Judge on Wednesday for a preliminary hearing and will be arraigned on a federal charges on federal charges on December 28th. Which include attempted murder, assault with a deadly a deadly weapon, uh, elder abuse, false imprisonment of an elder. Uh, I don't uh, that right there is bullshit because Paul Pelosi could have walked out of that house. It, it would that's obvious, at least from what the reporting we heard about the police showing up, and he came to the door alone. And then instead of leaving the house, which he had every chance to do, he walked back into the back into the I house. I think
1: he thought the police would help him uh, keep him there. For his pleasure, because his wife is Nancy Pelosi, and he can do whatever the fuck he wants. That's probably exactly what he thought. He
0: thought that the police would help him keep the guy there for his... That's probably
1: exactly what he thought. How do you think...
0: Okay. Oh, well, he didn't say... Okay. I was gonna say, how would how would Paul Pelosi ask the police officers for that kind of help? Like, what would he say?
1: He would. Be, I mean, he'd probably just be like, "Look, he's you know, he's a friend of mine. He's got some mental issues. Just try and keep him here." But what does that mean? <laughs> keep him here and do what? Like, have him sit down, relax. Like to calm him down, it's, it's all right. Just tell him to stay here. Why does Paul Pelosi sound like a fucking he's surfer he's, dude? He's tired. Oh,
0: he's tired. He's Drunk. It's we've just been having sex for hours, and I am tired. I can't fight him off anymore. <laughs> you know, early in the session, I'm I'm a bull, but right now I'm I'm just feeling a little a little He's meek. Keep him here. My Viagra's about to wear off. Uh, when asked about the first hearing of his father's arrest, Gonzalez said that he was in shock, and that that's not the type of person he is. Official reports about the attack have changed several times. First, an unknown third party opened the door after police arrived at the Pelosi house, which uh, police witnessed DePape uh, take a hammer from Pelosi and hit him with it. That's right, took the hammer from Pelosi. Yeah, it was
1: the dildo. He probably had it jammed somewhere he ripped it out from and hit Pelosi. Yeah, dildo for sale. You know, In good condition. You know what? This reminds me. I, I wish I wish you were put in
0: charge of this uh, this investigation where you don't even want to see the evidence. I'll tell you what it probably is. <laughs> I'll tell you what it probably is. But this reminds me of back in the day, back in like 1994, 1995, when we were talking about O.J. Simpson trial. Me, I remember me and this one girl from my neighborhood. We were we were all outside playing and stuff like that, and 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 we were talking about the The O.J. Simpson trial when we were trying to solve it, and of course we're trying to exonerate O.J because all we know about him was you know, the, the, the naked gun yeah. movies and he's in comedies yeah. and no way he can kill anybody and And I remember saying, well, first of all, there's two things is that he couldn't have, he couldn't have killed them. well the commonly held one there was that he went to uh, mcdonald's he went to McDonald's prior to the the, the murder which was not possible because anybody that went to McDonald's prior to a murder would, would be on the toilet for the rest of the night. So there's, that, that was number one. Number two, the fact that his hand was cut, he said that his blood was there, his hand was cut. We speculated as little uh, you know, eight and nine-year-olds that he was so shocked at the news of his ex-wife being slaughtered that he was—he was probably, you know, holding a, a glass, a drink, or something like that, and was so shocked that the glass broke in his hand, and he's just shocked. It probably could be. That would have been a lot more um, believable than than what they put forth in in uh, trial.
1: I mean, either way, he definitely didn't do it. You're right. If I did it, that was the name exactly. of his book. Exactly. Like, why would he come out with it? It would be, know, I—he would title it, "I Did It." Why would didn't. why
0: would any killer hang around the scene of the crime? But most of them do. Why would they? They can't let it go. That they almost it almost feels like they want to confess something.
1: I don't know. Gotta ask someone that slaughtered someone.
0: I don't. though, boy, that's the last thing I want to start doing is interviewing murderers when asked about the first, okay uh, official reports about the let's start from the beginning on this one official reports about the attack have changed several times first an unknown third party opened the door after police arrived the Pelosi house after which police witnessed DePape take a hammer from Pelosi and hit him with it then it was that Pelosi and DePape were both struggling with the hammer and then DePape wrested it from Pelosi and beat him with it and then in a now retracted report, which has gotten veteran NBC reporter banished from air, after being alone in the home for thirty minutes, Pelosi opened the door when police arrived. However, he did not try to escape or alert police to an emergency. He instead walked to walked to the police and back toward the pape yeah. Yeah.
1: The hammer was just a name for the dildo. That's Paul Pelosi. He names his dildos.
0: That's it. You get the hammer out tonight. We're going deep. I'm yeah. gonna
1: ruin you, Davy.
0: NBC News. What was the guy's name from NBC? Ruined his career. What's his name? Poor guy. He's out there doing good work, and uh, and now he's nowhere to be found.
1: There. Does that look like the the, the face of a killer? That's him. That's the paper. That looks like someone that probably does have some mental issues, but I don't think he's capable of killing anybody. He looks like the type
0: that would hang out in a uh, a rock bar or something like that and wait for you to abandon one of your drinks and drink the uh, drink all the leftover beer. Like, like, he would just stay at the bar and wait for people to leave a, a, a quarter cup of a Cosmo, a half a cup of some ale, and yeah. just take it all down and so he doesn't have to
1: pay. Yeah, he looks like the type of guy that would definitely hit you over the head with a dildo.
0: Don't want to go there. Don't want to go there with him.
1: Okay, I have some
0: Babylon B. I have some uh, Babylon B. I think we we need this. It's been a rough week. It's been a rough week, and who needs this, right? Okay, here we go. Uh, first one up. The first one up. Oh, the <laughs> you'll like this one, Matt. <laughs> Hold on, let me get Matt above. There you go. Trump swimsuit calendar sells out in minutes it was it was sold out $99 and I think for, what 45,000 of them were yeah were what, available. What,
1: is, what are those cards called that what does that it's, even mean I don't know man it's like you you
0: have a it something about it is exclusive but I mean he already showed us with one tweet we get to see all of the the NFTs and all I have to do is take a screen capture, and then I have exactly what everybody else has. So I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't, I don't know. You can't have me in, uh, explain it to you. I just don't know. Here's another one. Nurse worried she might have to actually take care of patients if TikTok is banned. <laughs> Uh, headline for more for more authentic experience. Olive Garden now requiring waiters to do that Italian hand gesture thing whenever they talk. <laughs> I was just talking about Olive Garden with my mother yesterday. I forgot when what what the hell how the hell it even came up. It might have just been an Olive Garden commercial. Oh, and I was making fun of the gringo that they always hire to do the uh, to do the the Olive Garden commercial. Some some woman who has absolutely no no sense of of uh, of Italian accent or delivery, and it's just the most gringo thing you ever think about. And I think my mother was talking about uh, Times Square, having to meet having to meet somebody at a Olive Garden in Times Square. Really? So that's
1: just. We should open up a restaurant where we just hire like you know Italian Americans like us, and you know just come in. All right, yo, what the fuck you want? Like, just like that's how up. that's
0: how they are at Frankie and Louie's. What the fuck you want? What well, do you want? A fucking table, boy. What the fuck you want? Oh, Let goes. me get some chili fritos. You know, I, was it you? I was talking about that Sopranos episode with in season six with Artie.
1: Uh where it's, he kills the rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's it's the, ep- the same season where he gets his hand dunked in the pasta it's just, sauce. It's the same episode. Already in the in that
0: episode, Artie has his his lowest of lows, yeah. and then he has the highest of highs, yeah. where he rediscovers his passion for cooking. He takes out his father's old cookbooks. He takes out the 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 rabbit he had shot the, earlier in the episode from the freezer, and he starts just making something from the, in the And he's the one making it. Yeah, and oh,
1: it probably tasted so good, dude. It rabbit probably did. and like, oof.
0: it probably did. You, you know what? And and the whole point about that was. Tony, he comes back into the restaurant area, and he tells Artie, who he sees is struggling. At this point, number one, stop talking to people. Nobody wants to hear you talk. You go up with your cheer, your cheesy jokes and your anecdotes, and people just want to eat. They don't want to. They don't want to talk to you. Number two, maybe get some of the Mexicans yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. out of the, out of the kitchen as far as having them be the cooks. Uh, you know, where, where's the authenticity? And I started thinking to myself, you know, I think that's probably one of the biggest problems that a lot of Italian restaurants around here and everywhere else have, is that there's no more, very rarely, any Italians, especially from the old country that are coming back or are here with family recipes that have been passed down and perfected and are taken very seriously, and it's all their hand, it's their craft, it's, it's, a, it's a line of succession. That has not been broken. A lot of that has been delegated to people who are other. I mean, listen. There's nothing to say. There's nothing. Um, no, no reason to criticize Mexican chefs as hey, far if
1: they could cook it. Yeah, you know. Well, I but mean, you want. I don't want to go into like a Mexican restaurant and yeah, see like fucking skinny Pete. You know, making be, a burrito. Exactly.
0: That's why I'm saying Mexican. I love Mexican food, and I and I think that Mexican cuisine is is fantastic. And to, to say that you can tell a, a Mexican chef or anybody that has any kind of culinary talent, hey, here's the recipe for uh, for the, this chicken cutlet parmesan, or here's some some uh, veal marsala or something like that. Here's the, the the recipe. I mean, anybody who's competent, semi competent in a in a restaurant will be able to follow the instructions and bring it to life. Mm-hmm. It's like putting together you know a Lego set, yeah. you know. But it's it's something different. It's something different when you're connected to it culturally And especially if it's familial If it's something to do with your family
1: Well yeah that's that place in Westport That I went to This dude is from Italy He's got six tables in the restaurant He has dinner twice a night And everything is made fresh fresh In the kitchen like he comes out after And he like greets everybody Not like Artie he just comes out And like oh you know like Because the food is good Where is this again? Westport Connecticut, yeah, rigatoni with rabbit sauce, bro. It's the fucking best.
0: You know, I have never, you know, one place I've never been to, and I was talking about it during the Christmas party here the other night. It came up. I've never been to Belusio's I've never been there either. It's a, it's, 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 it's on. It's like in, it's in Rye, and it's been there forever. I, we always pass by it on the way to Playland. Closed. I don't know.
1: I don't know about that. Oh, Belluccio, Oh no, La pen whatever that other place. La I know where you're talking about. It's just like a random restaurant. Just like it's, it's those in a are house. the best ones.
0: It's pretty much a house. It, it, it's a ho- It's in the middle of this residential area, and there's a couple like that, like like Marinacci's. That, yeah, that's in a residential yeah, yeah. area, and um, but but I, I've always heard about that place. It's a little small, cozy. You're like eating in a living room, pretty much. But I never been there, and I and I don't know if the heydays passed. But I, I got to check it out one day, and then, um, but I, I I saw that episode the other night because I just watched random episodes of The Sopranos, and that one came on, and I love that episode. It's a wonderful episode, especially for the the Artie character, who I love so much, and um, and I said, you know, that's a really really interesting bit of, uh, uh really interesting bit of contru- constructive criticism. From Tony especially about the the people cooking in the back who's in charge of it you know anyway that's um oh by the way I reached out to Johnny Sack I reached out to Vincent Curatola, and I asked him I because I, he's on Cameo and I wanted to put in an order for him to do a very quick bumper for the show to say yeah this is Vincent Kuratola Johnny Sack and if you're not watching quite frankly blah 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 and I and I I gave him that, you know, I gave him that line that he talks about how he's going to rain a shitstorm down on your entire fucking family. <laughs> and then just says, we're done here. And walks away. I thought that would be great. You know, I just gave it the line. It, it got rejected. So that's too bad. Got
1: rejected.
0: Yeah, it got rejected. By whom? By, by Vincent Curatola. Didn't want to do it. I'm very upset about that. I, th- I hope I didn't offend him. I don't know why I would. But, um, but damn. Okay. All right. Let's take some calls. 914-595-6953. We're taking some first half calls. Want to know what the hell you're thinking? How you feel about today so far? We've got the JFK revelation. You want to call them revelations, but at least there's some amended revelations.
1: I don't think that's what happened. I think his head just did
0: that. Oh, you remember that? Yeah. I I wish I could find that. Where the hell is... I wish I could find that. I have to have that highlight somewhere. His head just did that. (laughs) His head just did that. (laughs) Hold on. Quite frankly, JFK. (laughs) It
1: started inflating earlier in the day.
0: Where the hell is it? Oh, wait, wait, wait. That was from... Oh, what was the name of the pub? Oh, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Wait, JFK. You know what? I'm going to go on a qu- really quick break. No, no, no. I'm not going to. JFK. Clickhole. It was clickhole. Clickhole, JFK.
1: just did that.
0: <laughs> Wait a second. Please. All right, here it is. <laughs> I found it. I found it. This was from 2017. We had such... Oh, God. This was such an amazing night. Why is this unauthorized? Such an amazing
1: time. 2017 yeah. was fantastic. Victory was still fresh. What the hell? Hold Ho- on. A was still kind of a thing. Uh, cle- oh, oh, here it is. That's what I meant to ask you. Know, the Matt uh, Tripoli. Was he at Huindo? Or Sam was
0: Sam Tripoli? Sam Tripoli was not. No, 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 no. That he wasn't. He wasn't there. All right, you ready for this? Since it's uh, it's relevant again. <laughs> Here you go, let me put Matt back down here so we can all read this together. Hey, this is from ClickHole. This was on October 27th, 2017. I remember reading this, this, I think that weekend we went to Derek's Halloween party. Headline, Major Bombshell, newly (laughs) declassified.
1: Major Bombshell! (laughs) I hope we can get through this.
0: Hold on, Major Bombshell, newly declassified JFK assassination documents (laughs) revealed. Re- reveal that Kennedy's head would have exploded that day regardless of whether of whether he was shot Let's get into this Conspiracy theorists across the nation have been on the edge of their seats waiting for the thousands of documents, classified documents regarding JFK's assassination to be released to the public, but nothing could have prepared anyone for the news that they were going to receive about the president's death. The newly declassified JFK assassination documents have revealed that Kennedy's head would have exploded that day regardless of whether he was shot. (laughs) It's scientific evidence. Wow. This completely changes our understanding. Of this. <laughs> they actually wrote that? They wrote, wow. See it? <laughs> this completely changes our understanding of this pivotal event in American history. According to a newly released memo from the Secret Service on November 22, 1963, the 35th president's head had been, gra- <laughs> had been gradually inflating all day. To the point that everyone around the president thought an explosion was imminent. The document further explained that president, uh, the Secret Service members even tried sitting on the president's head <laughs> in order to squeeze some of the air out of it, but it didn't work. And the president's head just kept getting bigger and bigger. Here's an excerpt. Here's an excerpt from the, from the declassified document written by Secret Service agent Roy Kellerman who was sitting in the front seat of the presidential limousine. Here's a quote. This is real history. On Friday, November 22, 1963, at 11.42 a.m., the president's head had, gro- <laughs> had had grown to be three times its normal size, and in that moment I knew that sucker was going to blow. At around 12.30 p.m. he drove him down the road anyway. Can you imagine him? I wish that they. I wish that they attached a a picture. (laughs) I wish they attached a picture, a photo, a photoshopped head that had just been like tripled in size. You look like Mister Garrison. Exactly. As we felt the searing, I knew it was going to blow at around twelve thirty p.m. As we felt the searing heat, (laughs) the searing heat emanating from the President Kennedy's (laughs) rapidly expanding skull. Everyone in the motorcade was growing increasingly tense, knowing that there was absolutely no way the president's head wasn't going to explode in front of everyone at Dealey in Dealey Square. Then the limousine made a sharp left turn onto Elm Street, and that's when the president was shot. I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little relieved that the president (laughs) was shot instead of
1: having his head pop like a balloon in public. So there you go. It would have been fun... (laughs) They just said that the assassination was to cover up the head theory. That would be something if
0: if Tucker Carlson was fooled by this. (laughs) If Tucker Carlson was fooled by this and brought this to the air. Did you know that on November 22nd, 1963. (laughs) He didn't get shot. His head just did it. Anywho. Alright, nine one four five nine five six nine five three. I'm sorry, I promised to take some calls. Now it's seven forty nine. Got some good stuff in the I can I cannot wait to watch these <laughs> these uh recipe videos with you, man. These are gonna be good. Oh he George actually made videos? Oh well, I mean he left behind everything that someone would need to make a video, but he's not actually in them. I wish that he were. Yeah. Was Marcus from Ohio, oh, from Iowa. What's going on, Marcus? Marcus. Yes. Hello, Marcus. How you doing? I'm doing all right. What's on your mind tonight?
5: Well, I, I just wanted to.
0: Marcus, talk. am I on? Am I on speakerphone?
5: No. Oh, okay.
0: I know us. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Hello. Oh. Hello. <laughs> Marcus? Are you there? Yes, are you there? Go yes, ahead, sir. please.
5: So, so these Twitter file drops is not just like QAnon drops. It's just you know, the next phase.
0: Twitter is—is—is is, is the Twitter files like QAnon?
5: Yeah, they're just like the next phase. You know, we can't believe QAnon anymore, right? So, this is the next thing. We we put somebody in there.
0: Well, I mean. it It's I I don't know. I mean, this is not very Socratic. Um, It's not very cryptic and uh, it doesn't require a decoder ring or anything like that. It's it's really just it's it's printed emails. It's uh, correspondence. Uh, it's pretty much just like a fire sale going on after a uh, a business has changed management, and management has gone from obviously one type of person to the next. So I mean, as far as revelation goes, as far as how it's going to be treated, I mean, they're. Um, it seems like the only way that they've done this, the only way that they've gone about this, is to say that oh, it's nothing, oh, it's nothing, or they're making something of nothing, and and whatever. They can't say that nothing uh the, the things that we're looking at aren't real and doesn't exist because it, it's all right there i think that would be one big one of the biggest uh differences between the two that you're you're comparing but um right i i don't know i'm sure that they're going to incorporate it into some of their 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 qAnon fever dreams
5: <clears throat> well the second part of that too is this is obviously big business and, you know, like they say, if you control the nation's money, I, co- you know, I care not who writes the laws. I think Anschild said that. So when you look at the, uh, you know, the history and all the things that are coming down with all the, you know, the paid assets, et cetera, um, and now they're, uh, you know, just, it's just the cost of doing business. It's like, because they could write a check tomorrow and buy it all back.
0: Well, um, they should have bought it while they had a chance, I guess, because now now they have a private owner and it's uh it's going to be a little bit harder, a little bit harder to, to to wrestle that away. But thank you for the call, Marcus. It's great to hear from you. Let's get to 504. You're on the air. Who's this? 504. Jeez. It's almost like they don't want to talk.
1: Hello? Hello?
0: Anybody? Nick got in touch with me. He said he wanted to come on the air. Yeah, one. I don't know. I hope he does though. All right, we're gonna take a really quick break. uh, First, right now we're gonna do our intermission. Come back and start off the second half of the show. Chilling on a Friday night. I hope that you're chilling with us. Don't go anywhere. We're checking your super chats. Up next.
4: Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly.
3: Quite frankly. 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 Quite Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite
4: frankly. Quite
6: frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite
4: so, everybody watch, quite frankly, with Frank. Quite frankly,
3: how dare you? Love no, the Mitchum, it used to be fun, now it's slowly
0: killing me. I may have a problem According to Google I'm convinced there's no fixing in me It feeds, it
3: feeds, it feeds on my weaknesses it stays, it stays, it stays And my love, it sleeps, it sleeps, it sleeps When I pretend to live
4: Had you, I
3: your jump. I'm always out on the run while I feel something trying on me down. I can always find a reason to complain,
7: but I'm to this all around. It feeds,
3: easy, feeds, it feeds my weakness. It stays, it stays, it stays my love, it sleeps, it 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 I pretend to
4: It's the arm.
1: No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. Oh, my God.
2: Oh, no.
0: Okay, so how are you guys feeling? It's uh, Friday night. I think we've earned this little bit of goofiness, don't you think? Have we not earned it? A little bit of nightmares on wax over here. You like this song, Matt?
1: Yeah, it's nice and gentle.
0: We'll wait until you hear the uh, the beat drop. It's getting bigger. The hell is that flying around? I See a bug flying around here. I thought all the bugs are dead in the winter.
1: No, no, not sometimes. The flying bugs aren't dead. They could, they could be, you know, in the oil. Listen to this. Well, it's very elegant and gentle very elegant song
0: you know speaking of music I want to read this to you this is from uh Devin Townsend now Devin Townsend from
1: the who no no that's not Devin oh it's his son this is Peter Townsend's son yes yes Devin Townsend
0: who is the lead singer of bands like Strapping Young Lad and the Devon Ta- the Devon Townsend project? You've heard of, you've heard us play Strapping Young Lad before and stuff? I don't why I probably didn't realize it. He is uh, he's, he's fantastic, and we met him at Nam once and uh, you were no, you' didn't see Nam? No, I, I was not <laughs> at Vietnam, but at the Nam Music Convention. We had a great time there but we've been listening to his music for years and years and years but he just came out and is talking a little bit about he's gay no he just came out to talk about how bad touring is now and i've been getting this from a lot of people how bad <clears throat> bad touring is right now yeah. for most musical acts after after what uh, all the covid response did to them listen to this devin town said on touring in the post-covid era it's gotten way worse This is not a long, a long article. It's from Metal Injection. Uh, It's no secret that touring sucks pretty bad right now. Ticketmaster is being investigated for royally screwing up ticketing. Uh, Costs are through the roof and some venues didn't even make it through the pandemic at all. But how bad is it exactly? Devin Townsend explained in an interview with uh, Metalirium that he's setting up tours for 2023 and has no real way to keep them within cost thanks to everything that's going on. Townsend also touches on the unfortunate reality of having to scale back show production, but still having to put on enough of an actual show that people don't walk away disappointed. So yeah, it's a little rough out there at the moment. Here's a quote. It's gotten way worse. I don't think it's better at all, actually, because the cost of touring now with the inflation and the cost of gasoline and diesel. Plus, over the course of the pandemic, we lost a ton of really good venues. I'd say probably 50% of the workforce in touring has now left, because what's a guitar tech going to do for two years? You have to get a job, right? And so the ones that are remaining, not only are they already spoken for with other bands, but they're almost twice as expensive. I saw this thing about event ticketing giant uh, Live Nation the other day. They're taking uh, they're taking taking 30% of merch sales from some of these venues. The cost of airlines have gone up. So artists ability to make money on tour is almost completely gone now at least as an artist on my level. Now he I also read that you know that band Fear Factory, right? Yeah,
1: I've heard of them. Yeah.
0: Well, Fear Factory, another band that we've we've been fans of for all uh, great many years, they're going back out on the road, but I saw Dino Cazares, their longtime guitarist, and I think a founding member, said that they are actually going back into the van. Van van touring, van touring. Dude, that is, after years of playing on, on on a certain level, to go back to van touring, just to be able to make a tour profitable, oh my God, at that age? Well, it's probably
1: a really nice van. Yeah, like a
0: bathroom and a kitchen and all that. I don't think I don't think they're talking Winnebagos. I think they're talking white Astro Van type of shit. Or Econo like a Ford Econoline or something like that. They're gonna look like a bunch of pedophiles driving across country and that That's I mean, that sucks. It sucks. I mean this is what this is how this is why, you know, the things that we all used to think was boring, you know, what's going on in the world, where power really rests. You know what kind of a game politics really is what kind of a shell game it is because obviously we know that there's nothing really to nothing really uh beneficial to come of politics it's just a a war and um and and here it is people this is their line of work um it's gotten way worse i saw this thing about live nation the other day Uh, So yes, it's opened up again, but it's 10 times as expensive. It's like what you do. What do you do? Even little things like, okay, the hotels are more expensive. The food at the hotels uh, is also more expensive. So at the end of it, you're touring for what? You're touring ultimately so you can present your work to people who care about your work. And that's worth it to me. But I think for anybody to think that uh, it's now easy again, you should investigate that because I'm trying to set up tours for next year, and there's no way to keep them within cost. There's no way. And so you go out there like, well, we can't have this vehicle. We can't have this back line. We can't have this production. We can't have these lights. And then if you show up at a place and the audience comes, and they're like, the show's not good. There's no lights. There's no production. So what do you do? And I think a lot of musicians, their decision is like, well, I'll just stay home, and I'll create from home. I try to go out with an acoustic now because that's the way I can for I can afford it. If I could just show up with an acoustic guitar, sing for people, it's better than nothing. And, and but it's still like you know complicated time. I guess that's the one of the alternatives to all this, aside from the touring acoustically, are live streams. But even those are have tons of costs associated with production. So who knows? Here's hoping things calm down because without touring, we're all in some pretty deep shit. So. That's where I mean I, I I me and Anthony and Tom and Derek are passing these these types of these types of um, headlines around to our ourselves all the time because you know, if if anybody ever came knocking and said, hey, set the charge. We have a pretty big, you know festival that attracts. 70 to 80,000 people over here in, in, in a field in Ohio or somewhere else or whatever. We'd love for you guys to be a part of it or we, we pick up a date. Anthony's got a lot of friends who are touring out there. You know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that one of them comes to New York, they're playing at Irving Plaza or something like that, and they have an opener, you know. So things like that we'll always be ready for. Mm. But to we none of us can give up our the jobs that we we pay our bills over to go on a tour anymore but for somebody like this who's now considering what we have always saw as our main way of getting the music out which is the live streaming yeah that's going to make for a pretty interesting 2023 me and the band uh, me and set the charge already got a we already have a um a january 3rd meeting on the books over here gonna plot out a streaming schedule and some other little projects for the year and that fuck it because the, thank god i don't have to deal with this thank god and i and i feel really bad for people who do because it's not only uh it's not only a passion it's 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 how you make your living and prepare for a retirement you know yeah it sucks who
1: uh, who would get the who gets the the call for that, like if you guys get like a really big gig well I, in, is it, it just all like all you guys have to agree or
0: with the latter situation, if it's like one of Anthony's buddies is touring and they can came into town, like let's say, uh, you know, Anthony's really good good friends with Matt Heafy from um, from uh, uh, Trivium. Let's say Trivium comes to town and they're they're playing at some some larger venue in Brooklyn or something, and I don't know, they have like a twenty minute opener slot open. He says, "Hey, Aunt, you know, why don't you guys come on and open for us?" That that would probably that would probably be along the line. Maybe there's some kind of uh, you know, um, liability for the venue that we would have to sign on, but I, that would probably just be a, a handshake and a, and a slap on the back between, between the band and whatever. What if you're asked to play at Trump's inauguration in 24? Yeah, they, they want to set the charge to play the inauguration? In 25,
1: you mean? Well, yeah. Would you do it? I, I mean, I, I would do it. Would you do it if Biden or whoever won? And they're like, we want you to play. No, no,
0: no. No, no. Obviously, (laughs) the Trump Trump thing I would do, I would never go play for the other thing. Why wouldn't I? Yeah, no, that would be be fun to go and play for a Trump crowd, not have uh, bottles of urine get thrown at us.
1: Yeah, urine and other stuff in there.
0: You know, yeah.
1: Probably some cum.
0: Lots of cum. Did you get those two things? I want to see. Did you, did you send me? The, Matt sent ah, two voice ah. notes this week that I couldn't open up because, I don't know, it's some kind of a... I wanted to play these for people, and I want to add them to the library of you screaming horrendous let's things as you're driving see. during work. All right. Okay. Let's, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome you back in real time. We're going into your Super Chats now. Your Super Chats.
1: You can see if you got it. What? I tried to send it to you a different way. I think you might have gotten
0: it. Okay, hold on. Matt just sent it to me. Let's see if this plays. It's not playing. Unfortunately. No. Nah. It's only showing up as 24 kilobytes, so obviously it's, it's, not, it's not the real thing. We have to figure it out. Maybe you can send it to me in an email. Do you know how to write an email on that thing? Yeah. Okay, so write me an email, quite frankly, podcast at gmail.com, or whatever email you have for me there, and uh, attach it, and see if that works, and tell me when you do it. In the meantime, I'm going to go to the super chats and see how everybody's hanging. Don Keydick says, (laughs) dearest Frank and Matt, unlike you fine gents, Trump is fake and gay. Love the show, want to give a big shout out to anyone that gives a fuck. Well, there you go. Um, that's, that's from Donkey Dick. Rick from Tulsa says, Frank, I've told you this before. You need to look into Dr. E. Michael Jones. He's a prolific author who dives in deep into very interesting and relevant topics. Please don't let the Google smear machine turn you away from him. I'll send you one of his books. You can just send me a link. The link does a lot better. Physical books. uh, I'm running out of room. Uh, and I... I have to make some major life changes before I can even take an account of what kind of books I even own at this point because most of them are in plastic boxes. So I'm going to have to dig out C.S. Lewis in a, in a two weeks. It's buried somewhere. I might actually have to buy myself. Actually, you know, this is probably a better thing. I'm going to buy myself a second copy of C.S. Lewis because when I write all of my notes, I will be able to raffle off that book like I did Windswept House and still have a copy for myself. So I should probably do that because that would be a pain in the ass to have to dig that one out. All right, let's see who else is out there hanging out. Rumble, everybody's just chilling. Running out of room. And now on to our great foxhole on quitefrankly.tv. Lots of awesome after-hours programming coming your way at 9 o'clock. Sean Joe, thank you so much. Manamanon says, Bill Cooper did a very compelling breakdown of the film. The driver film. The driver took the vital shot. The driver? I've never seen the driver turn and shoot. Yeah, they heard he turns around.
1: Yeah, well, this Bill Cooper guy, he ended up uh, hijacking a plane and jumped out of it. So I don't know how trustworthy he is. That's
0: D.B. Cooper.
1: It's an alias.
0: That's D.B. Cooper, and that happened years before (laughs) Bill Cooper was around.
1: Yeah, I know. Bill Cooper. uh, Wasn't he Arken-sided? Something-sided. Yeah. So, um,
0: but as far as the driver, I've heard the driver theory, I've heard the umbrella man theory, all that stuff, but the driver would not be able to shoot Jack's head well, front no, to the back.
1: I've heard, like, he, like, there was something, some type of device around, on Kennedy or something, and the driver was, like, went close to him and it activated the device, like, I heard some stupid no, shit like
0: there's that. No, there was, a bullet passes, from, yeah, passes from the front, the frontal right side of his head. And blows him back into the left, and this all comes. You can you can you can make out the trajectory by watching the Zapruder film. So the the driver would have to be craning around the side and holding his hand like this to even get a a a semi angle on yeah, that kind he didn't of shoot
1: him so that's why that's what some people say well he had a device in him and he had to go close to him to trigger it and it exploded his head
0: well listen the the driver had to slow down Yeah, he slowed down he definitely did he had i mean th- th- I'm well, not- there's
1: other footage too i don't know like not zap Bruder, but before they even turn the corner of that street there's other footage of the motorcade coming down to where you actually like you see them get pulled off of the uh off of the 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 limo, yes, they were on it and they get pulled off.
0: Yes, and 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 some were protesting. What what the hell are we doing yeah, here? You see, him. but and that's not to like I said before, not to absolve the the driver of any kind of responsibility that that he had to slow down yeah, there. It was
1: so obvious. They marked oh, it was such a setup.
0: Street was marked and everything. <laughs> the one in, the injured the really interesting thing that I love about that particular <coughs> section. Because it's the first, the first hour or so of JFK to 9/11, everything is a rich man's trick, is pretty much setting up who, you know, where the major sources of, of, money that were that were behind a lot of the world wars and all that stuff, um, where that came from, the and then we get into JFK, and they don't really let go of the JFK thing until maybe about the two and a half hour mark. That's around there. Then they go into the body switch, the body switch myth with the, the, the two planes and uh, that, that officer Tibbetts guy. There's a lot of cra- I mean, it's nuts. It's nuts. And when I say crazy, I don't mean like it's 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 not plausible at all. It's crazy because it's mind blowing. Um, Woody Harrelson's father. Mm, yeah. all, all of that stuff brought on into it. It's nuts. Uh, Mark Shaw, he is an author. He, we brought him on this show once before to talk about JFK, Dorothy Kilgallen, um, Marilyn Monroe. He has a new JFK book that's out that he sent to me. And I told him I'm going to read it and we're going to get him back on in, in the new year. So I wonder what he's going to have to say about this, what's just been coming out about MKUltra and everything else. Because the national security apparatus, the deaths that have racked up. Um, in the years after JFK, just in those who were actually asking real questions, getting closer to a big story on the case, the, the deaths, the disappearances, all the weird stuff, um, that's going to be interesting to bring up. But the one thing I will say when we play JFK to 9-11, Everything is a Rich Man's Trick tonight on QuiteFrankly.tv TV. I do not like how the author, who uh, the um, the video, the narrator, and the, re- the main researcher—I don't know—I forget his name. I don't like how sympathetic to the communist side or downplaying of the communist threat or the communist threat's origins yeah. comes from. Yeah, I he's, don't like
1: communist sympathizers. He yeah. he's um
0: he does his due diligence in pointing out American industrialist uh, uh, streams of money that actually helped rebuild Germany after World War I and sponsored Hitler and the Nazis. Um, many of uh, quite a few of those corporations still alive and well in America today. So I, I appreciate all that stuff, but you'll see toward the end, it was more and more about witch hunts against communism, as if that was not a significant part of the threat. Now, the problem is for most people is that they take communism as the be all end all and not as a tool of a much bigger fish and that's why i wish i wish we would go even for farther than that but the jfk breakdowns i think that's that's fantastic in that one in that yeah, movie
1: that's a good one
0: um all right let's see here what else do we have in
1: the i think that was actually like the first documentary that like i saw that like i became interested in this type of shit Like, then I started looking into, like, you know, politics and stuff like that.
0: For me, it was that that loose change era. Loose change. I ended
1: up finding that from this documentary. There was all... It just opened so much other shit. It was also the the early Alex Jones documentaries. I ended up finding him. Yeah, it all started because I was watching videos of the tsunami. And that JFK video came up. As a, uh, there's like whatever back in the Wild West days.
0: This one I didn't I didn't find I don't know when this one came out but I feel like I, I only found it about five or six years ago and watched it for the first time then. But um, Zeitgeist the Zeitgeist mm-hmm. movie. There's a few others I'm I'm probably just totally blanking on right now. That was awesome. I'm trying I'm trying to put myself into a a a, a mindset of, okay well oh I want to watch Endgame or I want to watch. Uh, Infowars, Obama deception. All I have to do is go to YouTube and type it in. Yep. It's there. Yeah, crazy. It was awesome. I mean, it was the, that. Was, those were there before YouTube allowed you to upload anything beyond nine minutes. So, um, so you had a lot of these documentaries that were uploaded in part one, two, mm-hmm. three. Yeah. yeah. That, that's slow. And then, and then YouTube allows limitless uploads. We said, what? It was so fun. It was so fun. It was a lot of fun. The Internet was fun. It was a big play box and then all the uh, All the dinosaurs were like, well, why why is nobody watching us anymore? What they're playing on the internet? We have to be there mm-hmm. and then oh, well, we're, we're here now. We're setting the new rules Get the fuck out of here Linda Love says I love when Matt's on great show Frank. I'm happy that you're having a good time and secrets Here's Secrets, comes along and just smashes us all over the head with an EMP. It's so great to see Kretz around there. Has made um, a, a very big and uh, wonderful impact on this show in the second half of the year. Um, thank you for everybody. All the new listeners and viewers who are watching and, and hanging out with us. I hope that you enjoyed whatever you got this year. And that you enjoy a full year of, quite frankly, in 2023. So... Are you ready to talk about George Washington's eggnog? Yes. This is for everybody out there who needs something, something to do with your family that is patriotic and holiday-packed, and that is the George Washington eggnog. Now, I don't know how many people are going to be able to survive. Fuck you up. I don't know how people are going to be able to survive this one.
1: And we got to do it. Why can't we do it? We could. Let's do it. Well, it takes, like, months to make.
0: Let's see here. Hold on. This is what we need. Ingredients. One pint of brandy. This is going to serve 8 to 12. 8 to 12. Yeah, it's regular
1: gonna, people. It's only served one George Washington.
0: It's eight ingredients. It needs about 168 hours and 45 minutes. That's, that's how long it takes to be ready, because you have to let it sit for a while and get more and more... Alcoholic, drunkardly. Mm-hmm. One pint of brandy, a half a pint of rye whiskey, a half a pint of Jamaican rum, a quarter of a pint of sherry wine, twelve eggs separated, twelve tablespoons of sugar, one quart of milk, and one quart of heavy cream. That sounds absolutely incredible, don't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now here are the directions. This is what this is what has been prescribed by father washington mix the liquor first you got it george sir separate the yolks and the whites of the eggs you don't want to keep the colors with the whites
1: yeah se- separate but equal this
0: is that's the first sign that this is a racist eggnog yeah. you don't want to don't you just That's it. That you know, somebody would read these and say, "Of course he would say that." Yeah,
1: I'm sure. There's
0: somebody would read this instructions and go, "Of course he would say that. He's racist." (laughs) Number four: Add combined liquors to the yolk, and sugar mixture, drop by drop at first, slowly beating it all the while. With your fists. Beating it with your fists. Add cream and milk, and mix thoroughly. I th- he should also say thoroughly and thoughtfully. <laughs> thoughtfully? <laughs> as you're mixing it, and you just think.
1: Just think about the
0: revolution. Think about the revolution thoroughly and thoughtfully yeah. Mix this all together. Beat the egg whites until stiff. Damn. Man, so you're killing these things. Beat the egg he whites. He used his finger, he was just like, like that a few times. Beat the egg whites until stiff, and gently fold these into cream, liquor, and yolk mixture.
1: I wonder how long that takes to, to whip into a uh, till they're stiff. I didn't even know that was a thing.
0: Well, yeah, you keep mixing them up; they they start getting frothy. It's almost like with heavy cream when you shake up the quart enough, it'll turn into butter. You ever never do that? No. You take a he- you take heavy cream. I think it's the heavy cream, right? Whipping or is it whipping cream? Is that the same thing? Hmm. We used to do that. We would make butter and we would like take heavy cream and we would just shake it. Shake it, shake it, shake it until you actually after a while you stop hearing the cream sloshing around because it's becoming uh, the uh, it's becoming solid. All right. I think that's what was going on there. I know I'm not nuts. I shook something creamy up. It just <laughs> could
1: have been curdled uh, you know. Just could have been curdled curdled like it went bad yeah. in in half in half a minute it was only
0: a couple of minutes of shaking
1: i think it takes longer than that to churn churn it into butter yeah you have to churn it you can't shake it into this was butter this
0: this was an alternative to churning of course churning is you're creating friction and frothing it around as well yeah, shaking—it's not. Of course, it is. It's the same exact. You're creating.
1: It's. It's. Is it's there about, any butter makers on the that are watching? Anybody out there has
0: made their own butter? Do you know anything about churning do and have, shaking? Do you have to churn it or do you sh- shake it? It. I'm telling you, it's just about the creating turmoil within the cream. It's probably sustained. better to, to churn it gently. It's it's sustained turbulence. Is what is necessary. Do you have the churning thing? But there's also. Smaller little ways of doing this kind of thing making butter The lines are open somebody call in uh, and if you don't have an answer to this don't even call in
1: yeah Maybe if there's a dairy farmer, I feel like you know a dairy farm <laughs> Do you have a day do we have a
0: dairy farmer out there? So that's I'm what sure you do.
1: Someone's got to live on some type of farm huh, that watches.
0: Now here's this thing: you have to let this sit in the refrigerator for several days.
1: Yeah, please. After you fucking mix it, you put it in the refrigerator.
0: for several days, which means seven. Seven days exactly. Seven days. Hold on, we got a call. Five oh seven. Do you have the answer to our question?
5: I do have the answer to your question. Yes, shaking does work. It separates the solids from the whey.
1: Okay. What are your credentials? <laughs>
5: <It's> source? Source? <laughs> do, do you have like a source? Frank, <laughs> I do. Like Frank actually made.
3: I, I made butter like this this way when I was in daycare actually, as
0: a kid. <laughs> okay. So okay. So, um, and I'm going to take another call on this for sure. I I know if people have butter stories now. I want to get all the butter stories I can get on the record. But when you do, so yep. um, so okay. have you made uh it made butter cream? butter on any other level other than this uh, the way that I did it
3: no actually I don't want to do it
5: (laughs) any. I don't want to do it again
0: (laughs) got you no doubt no doubt about it It was do you remember I remember the butter uh, being kind of bland and tasteless I was like this is not sweet at all because
5: it's unsalted
0: right I thought it was gonna be like cool whip but it wasn't it was actually disappointing
5: no it's actually pretty sweet if you try it
1: on toast or something what the hell's going on out there? Uh, probably the cops yeah, are probably like going to the cops are going to assault somebody. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's very racist <laughs> over here. Five oh seven. Whenever you hear cop cars, it means that they're going to just to assault, <laughs> to assault somebody, and they want to get there quicker.
5: Every single cop it's goes. It's okay. It's okay. I understand the situation. I I, I lived in uh, Saratoga Springs for about
1: a summer. Oh, oh yeah, that's where my family is from, Skylerville. Okay. Did you ever go to Schuylerville, Caller.
0: No, I I didn't. And it's B Frank. Okay. Oh, it's it's who? <laughs> B. Hold on. Let me let me let me B. uh let me let me store you. Um. Anyway, I mean, this was a good call. I hope that we have a, a few more. Will you please call in again if we ever had any any more butter inquiries, my friend?
5: Sure. I'm your agricultural expert.
0: I love it. Thank you so much for the call. I'll talk to you soon.
5: You're welcome, Frank. Good night.
0: Later. Let's go. Let's go and see. 914-595-6953. It was uh, Abe Sinclair said that we need to talk to a buttersmith. (laughs) (laughs) We we need to talk to a buttersmith on that one. (laughs) Uh, A buttersmith. I can't tell you how bad I want. One, you know what? We still have seven days. I'm going to go out and buy all this stuff tomorrow. I'm going to go to a liquor store tomorrow. I'm buying all this stuff, and I'm making George Washington's egg now. This doesn't. This is not a, a hard, um, a hard recipe.
1: No, no, it's not.
0: I'm going to do this um, at some point over the weekend or something. Eight one eight. Who's this?
2: Uh, Nicole.
0: Nicole, how are you? Do you have any input on this butter stuff?
2: I do. I've made uh, butter accidentally by trying to whip uh, whipping cream into um, into a whipping cream, basically.
0: Okay, so and how would you do that? Did you yeah. do, do you do that with a uh, like a, a a beater or did you do it by hand? A fork. A fork. See.
2: A fork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you get the whipping cream and you want to like whip like not like liquid, but you know the whipping cream like on an ice cream or something. Mm-hmm. If you just do it over and over and over it'll turn into butter
0: see see matt so yeah I, I make,
2: i'm I can, sorry
0: i
1: can make ice cream into You're, butter ice cream into butter
2: no, no 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 like if you you know the whipping cream that you buy like at the store that's liquid yeah if you want it like the like a whipping what do you call it like a whipping you know when you eat an ice cream with the whipping cream that you put on top that's a little bit more solid yeah cool whip yeah, like that. It turns into that. And right, you have to like time it because if you do it just a little bit more, then it just becomes butter.
0: Okay. Now, uh, you said whipping cream. whipping cream. Is there a difference between whipping cream and just heavy cream? Can you do that with heavy cream as well?
2: Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Now I'm, I was confused. It's actually uh, uh, heavy cream. It okay. It will turn into whipping cream, and then whipping cream will turn into butter.
0: Uh, can I do this with whole milk at all? Or is it just we? With... It's been homogenized and pasteurized. No, I have to...
2: It has to be, it has to be, um, it has to be, uh, the, the cream. What do you call okay. it again? Sorry, I'm in the daze. I just, I'm really jet lagged. I just came from India.
0: Oh, well, well that's a long trip right there. No, you helped us out a great deal, uh, Nicole. Thank you so much for the call, and Merry Christmas to you.
2: And Merry Christmas to you, Frank. I love your show.
0: Well, I, I, I'm so happy that you're hanging with me every night. I, I really am.
2: Thank you, guys.
0: All right, bye-bye. Bye. Um... I like Cool Whip on my strawberry jam cake. (laughs) Take a call. Hey, 904, what's up? Hey, how are you? I'm doing all right. Are you a buttersmith? Well, I
6: wouldn't say I'm a buttersmith, but I make a lot of my own butter.
0: Okay. So do you have a churning machine or do you do things in small batches by hand? How do you prefer?
6: Yeah, well, I usually just buy a pint of heavy cream, and I use a mixer.
0: There you go. Now, now let's okay. say let's say years ago, or maybe in any other time that you didn't have a mixer on hand and you really need that cream. Did you ever uh, create butter with any other means?
6: No, just the mixer. Well, I guess I have done the shake thing, like you, like back in elementary school. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was elementary school. It was probably either first or fourth grade for me because I remember the classroom that I was in, and I was in that classroom twice over the course of three years. So, um, yeah. But thank you for the call. I'm glad to hear Is there anything else you wanted to add?
6: Oh, your caller that was talking about making the whipped cream? Yeah. The way you do that, you do it the same way as you do butter except you slowly add confectioner sugar to it. Ah, that's where the and then a little bit of vanilla. Ah. So that's where if that's you want it. Odor. You can add a little bit of triple
0: sec. See, I was wondering about that too because I was like, "Okay, how do you sweeten this cream then because you can't put granulated sugar in there because then the cream starts becoming a little crunchy and that sucks." But the Cool Whip is is sweet and it's not so that's all a, a little bit more along the lines of a confectioner sugar. Yes, sir. Gotcha. Oh, well, thank you for that. <laughs> Now I, f- I feel a lot more learned right now. Thank you for the call.
6: <laughs> You're welcome. Have a great night.
0: All right, that makes sense. Take one more, Rose Angela. Welcome to the show.
7: Oh, Franco, so how are you? Uh, Natale.
0: How are you, Natale. How you been?
7: Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, I, I'm so glad that I actually got you uh, this morning, Saturday morning, over here in in south australia
6: mm-hmm.
7: sunny day and um uh, yes i'm ringing uh just with regards to the whole butter thing um my dad when he came first came out to australia back in 55 he actually worked at a dairy farm and uh he was uh, transporting all of the milk so he worked at a cheese factory and um they used to churn the butter and uh, we were so fortunate to have be able to have uh, obviously a lot of cream and oh. and um oh milk at our disposal so uh, we, we were so fortunate so mum would make our own butter and um, with the whey that was left over she used to make ricotta and instead of using um, well the, the actual thing that they used instead of like quark tablets or what have you she used to use a little fragment of a fig tree so that little sap from the fig tree would actually um, set the ricotta
0: Hmm. Now, 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 Rosangela, did did you, yeah. did, were you, um, did you have the foresight of wanting to learn, <sighs> wanting to learn all of your family recipes and stuff like that, and actually, and 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 and, well, and recorded absolutely. them or what?
7: Absolutely, that's what uh, part of the whole purpose of is uh, for Alina Piccolina is to record and to pass those down, um, and that's what I'm trying to do with the, the Alina Piccolina series and uh, maintain and continue on our Italian heritage and language. And again, I'm hoping that I can actually do a little series on Frankie and Aurora where we all get on Veronica Vesper and zip over and discover the towns of your origin over in Italy.
0: Oh, that would be wonderful. Wouldn't it be? That would be wonderful. Rosangela, she is a, a children's book author, and she's, uh, she's drawn from all of her experiences. You're a first-generation Italian living in Australia, correct?
7: Correct. Bravo. Yep.
0: So, because because you're you your you're, both your parents were born in Italy, no?
7: Yep. Okay. Both of them, and um, I've been managed to able to trace it back, uh, at least three generations back. Um, but there's a lot of interesting. Um, big, being a peninsula, we uh, and coming from Calabria, we um, were always very influenced by other cultures and as you may have read in uh, that first series, the first book that I um, wrote and sent to Aurora, is that um, we're from, well, my paternal grandparents. One, my nana was from Shiliano and the other one was uh, my grandfather, Nanuțu Rosario, was from Garpanzano. So Shiliano has this amazing bridge that has two names, which you would have read in the book. Um, and it's quite interesting. It's called the Bridge of Hannibal, or it's born to be, uh, the Annabile because allegedly that happens to be one of the oldest and possibly the most um, important bridge in uh, all of Italy because allegedly Annabelle, Hannibal, uh, the Carthaginian um, military general, crossed that bridge with his entourage of um, military soldiers because he had come to conquer and pillage and take over Italy with his uh, horde of um, elephants Yeah, and um, yeah and and uh, a thousand or more of his soldiers loved Sinyano so much that um, they stayed they stayed there and um, interestingly my only cousin uh, and I love elephants and I was having this conversation with her and I said hey, maybe we're actually Carthaginians.
0: you probably not has very dark skin like probably yeah. i'll
7: tell you so I, we made
5: possibly
0: sorry no 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 you you're you're right i mean I, that's why i always talk when we were talking about the dna uh the dna um uh episodes here said ultimately especially if you come from anywhere in that mediterranean uh region that used to be the old melting pot of the world especially the italian peninsula uh, from just just from the commerce that was created there, the travel, uh, ancient tourism, uh, the slave trade—I mean, every everybody—that was an ancient melting pot center of the world over there in the Mediterranean. So anybody who says they're a hundred percent of anything is just is ridiculous. Um, in in a technical way, maybe exactly. technically it, it's ridiculous to say that, but um, but still, uh, you know what, Rose Angela, let everybody know the the. The, um, the what to search for if they want to check out your children's book go ahead.
7: Oh, absolutely Thank you it's uh, Alina bicolina.com and uh, it's up for sale anyone can purchase it online if they wish to. Um, and yeah that's my dream one of you yeah, know I've, I've pegged you for one of them. <laughs> I want to highlight you and we'll, we'll grab uh, Laura and um, Aurora and Frankie. And we'll go to that town of origins of your your um, Italian roots, and we'll go and discover all of your heritage. But yeah, AlinaPiccolina dot com. Um, that would be great. I'd love to meet you. Like I, we have so much in common. I was listening to one of the podcasts the other day, and I thought, wow, we have so much in common. I've been in bands. I'm a singer. I'm a lyricist. I'm a, uh, i a. And wow. then when you said that you actually sold radio advertising as well.
4: Oh I yeah! Thought,
7: but oh my th- gosh! Is yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're we're, talk, we're talking. About,
7: years of my life.
0: Man, nah, no, no, you know, th- th- it was not a, an enjoyable part of my life. It was just something I tried first because I wanted to be as close to a radio transmitter as possible. Thinking, you know, it, it was always just all right. Well, I got to make some money, and uh, and and maybe this is this is cool. At least yeah. I'm doing something radio-ish. But anyhow, Rosangela, thank yeah. you for the call. Merry Christmas. Talk to you soon. Okay, thank you so
7: much, and thank you to Matt and everybody. Bon Natale. Thank you.
0: Be well. See you soon. Well, I don't know where I'm going to see her. She's in Australia. But anyway, very nice. So that's all the butter stuff. We're going to take a really quick break. When we come back, we have this other video that I think we're going to have a lot of fun with. This is George Washington's other... other thing that he loved drinking around the holidays. But this one comes with a video instruction. Matt, I can't wait to see if this guy uh, passes the sniff test for you. Don't go anywhere.
3: Alright, Grandma, since it's your 91st Christmas, I decided to get you something extra special this year. Because you're amazing. Let me know what you think.
2: Oh, I love that! Do you? I do! Well, why don't you
3: show everybody what you got?
5: <laughs>
4: got you, bitch. You're listening, to quite frankly. credit for one thing. You have to give them credit. They're out in the open now. They're out in the open now. They're not even trying to conceal it anymore. The owners of the country have they bought their elect got their election. They said we're gonna get this election. We put you people in that court for a reason. Now's the time to to earth for you now. Yeah forget all that stupid (laughs) will you? (laughs) you (laughs) you they're out in the open, they're, open no... they're openly driving the bus, and we're all in the back. There, is no, well, there so... is no national conspiracy to buy elections and control America. Now that... Talk oh, about back to earth. Back to <laughs> conspiracy, Indeed, but you because... don't need a formal conspiracy. Right. When interests converge, these people went to the same universities oh, and fraternities, please. they're on the it's, same it's boards simple. of directors, they're in the same country clubs, they have like interests, they yes. don't need to call a meeting, they know what's good for them. It's and a and they're getting it, and there used to be seven oil companies, there are now three, it will soon be two, the things that matter in this country have been reduced in choice, there are two political parties, there are a handful of insurance companies, there are about six or seven information things, but if you want a bagel, there are 23 flavors, because you have the illusion, you have the illusion of choice. Right. You don't get the real importance choice, there's no freedom of
5: choice. No simply solved the problem. We needed a coffin. A tree. There are no
4: lots open on Christmas Eve. Lewis burned down my tree, so I replaced it as best I could.
6: Voila. Are you okay?
4: Quite frankly.
0: All right, let's see this Because I'm, I'm ready to learn something new this year Ready to learn something new. Are you ready for this Matt? Mm-hmm. This is right around the time So I skipped what I skipped over here was a um Turn this down I Skipped over a little bit of the the tools that were needed, uh, but the most important tool and then he's going to get into ingredients and in the recipe. And I don't know. I think it's going to be about four minutes or so. But it'll be fun. Is that Norm McDonald? That's not Norm McDonald. This guy's name is Historic Living Modern World. It's a very small account. 460 subscribers. <laughs> and he put this out a year ago. Okay. And uh, it's cozy enough. But I just want to see because this is George Washington. I know you are very protective over him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you are the preeminent... Scholar on all things George Washington Indeed, you know things that it's almost impossible for people to know um, Here is he's uh, I, I left it off right here. This is where he explains the most important tool to this This warm drink that you're going to have it's pretty much like a fire a poker that you have to leave in the fire uh, So that you can put it into your drink and then you know be like froth it up and make it hot Okay, so here we go. Uh, the Colonial Flip, George Washington's favorite drink. It's called the Colonial Flip. Here we go.
1: Well, you already see him disappointed. Everyone says favorite George Washington's favorite drink. All right, let's see. All right.
3: <laughs> so when you're making your drink, the first thing you do is you take your loggerhead, you make sure your fire is roaring and you have a lot of deep red embers. Without that, this drink is never going to work. Because the end of this logger... You know what else is not going to work?
0: Without having George Washington around to make it, there's only one person that can make this drink right. But this loggerhead, that's why I really paused this. It's called a loggerhead. You see, it's pretty much like a fire poker, yeah. but it's its just something that old, old, um, you know, bar stewards would use. Right.
3: Loggerhead is going to be buried into those hot embers. We're not gonna take it out until the end of the loggerhead is as red as those embers. And w- let me tell you, when this goes into our drink, it's gonna be like a cappuccino of, of the olden days. So let's put this into the fire and get ready to get going. Okay.
0: <laughs> the, by the way, there's a lot of things I wanted to say. <laughs> I just don't wanna to get too crude, cause this guy is nice, he deserves our respect. He, he's not doing, he's doing nothing that is that, is, that deserves any kind of ridicule, I believe. And uh, I just, what? <laughs> I don't know. I wish I could really let it fly right now, but I can't. There's just a lot of very bad things I could have said.
3: Okay, so we're ready to start making this drink. We have our loggerhead in the embers of the fire. It's getting incredibly hot. We need to get a little bit hotter. So let's start making the liquid part of our drink. Here we So go. we're gonna be using one full bottle of our dark ale. He just did the Johnny Lawrence flip
0: of the, of the dark ale. Now, the, he has the yingling there, which is at least is the oldest in the country, right? So, yeah, all right. So, uh, he, he went with that.
3: Okay, now you want to add about two to three ounces of your spiced dark rum.
0: Kraken. You add- he could have gone somewhere else than, than Kraken. And then I get some whatever. It's all Caribbean.
3: Add two tablespoons of molasses. This is providing the sugar that you'll need.
0: Look at that molasses. That was that was the blood of the known world at one point. Everything ran on molasses. I'm
3: going to put a little bit of nutmeg inside. A little sprinkle. All right. So a lot of a lot of these recipes have a lot of different ingredients in them. This is the this is the standard colonial flip. The only thing you might see if you look for other recipes are they tend to put eggs in them. That is not my thing. I've tried that. I don't like the. So he's got the lager, He's
0: got the 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 molasses. He's got the nutmeg, and he's <laughs> got the rum. That's not too easy. that's not too hard. The, the consistency. All you need to do is have a fire
3: going and a poker though. Yeah, well, where's the cream? See, it provides. So- I omit the eggs, but you can you can add them if you like. Same experience. If you decide to do it. Washington liked that. it with the eggs. So embers. Okay, so let's Kay. go. now he's grabbing. Oh, I the wear a glove because this thing can get hot. And you bring it over to your drink, and this is where the fireworks start. Ready? Look at that. Not bad, huh? Can you hear that? Basically, what happens here is the hot iron is toasting all the sugars that are in your drink. And I can smell it. Wow. Oh my God, it smells like a caramel. It
0: smells. <laughs> it smells like a dog's ass. <laughs> uh, but it does look fantastic.
3: It does. It smells like a caramel. Beautiful. What I like to do is I like to stir it, but I like to leave the loggerhead in until you stop hearing it sizzle. Then you know it's ready to pull out and put it back in the fire
0: Did you see he blinked when he said pull out <laughs>
3: What's that mean?
0: I don't know. I think he knows that he said something that the internet is gonna catch on to
1: <laughs>
0: Anyway, I, I want to try this one too. I really think that even though these are older <coughs> recipes They are not very hard to do So you just gotta put those things together the real the real thing there is is finding something What did you use uh, a soldering iron? What would you do today? If you can't go and get this poker and, and leave it on a, a, a fire, what would you do? Because that, you need that element with this. Yeah,
1: you can just, like, I don't know, use any type of piece of metal.
0: But the fire is the problem.
1: How's that a problem?
0: I'm, I'm going to say, how are you going to use any... The, how, are you going to use a substan- how are you going to get a substantial piece of metal to burn to a red-hot temperature without actually letting it lay in a fire for I'm a while.
1: sure they sell these things online.
0: It's the fire. My, do you understand what I'm saying? The fire is the issue. Some people can't, are not in a, a position where they can build a fire and let iron just heat up.
1: Well, then they would never survive a uh, <laughs> Armageddon scenario if you can't build a fire.
0: <laughs> well, if they live in the city or something like that. Maybe they got to leave the city and help have it somewhere else. Well,
1: they can burn furniture. They ain't gonna need it anymore. You can
0: burn the rats. Burn the rats. You can eat the rats.
1: Let's see. Let's see what
0: this looks like when he pours it out. Where the hell is it? Does he have a pipe? Is he drinking a? You know, here it is. <laughs>
3: He's like, it smells your, like. Uh, cum. vessel. <laughs> Pour in. Look at that. Oh, look how dark that is. All right. Oh, my gosh. I can smell the toastiness in this drink. This would be something amazing. You had a bonfire around. You had your own fire on the back of your porch or the back of your farm. Well, your house is, is on something.
0: fire. <laughs> your house is on fire. You have nothing left to do but just watch the whole
1: thing burn. <laughs> Look at where you stop. Look at his face. Oh, he's devious. Yeah, he is. He looks like, uh, what's his name, from Smashing Pumpkins. We should get him on the show one night. Who's that? From this guy. Special? This guy? This
0: guy. I should get in touch with him to see if he would come on to talk about a um, any other... Any other, you know, recipes? Yeah, I would tell him
1: to cite his sources too.
0: Whether or not he knew Washington, if he has yeah, any if he kind even of knew permission. George, did the Washington or estate did. grant him permission to talk about this? Because this could be state
1: secrets. Yeah, it could be. That could be why he looks so uh, mysterious. Who is he?
0: <laughs> 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 oh, jeez all right all right let's uh let's do one other thing one other thing and that is going and uh, picking up this line over here and then back to our super chats and we're good uh dragon sage craig how are you good buddy how's it going it's going well what, what are you picking up on tonight
5: well, man i was thinking about that drink that you were making and how you can heat up that poker and I have a I have a small butane fireplace that uh, I run in my backyard off of uh, basically the same thing that you'd use for a barbecue Mm. it's uh, it's a it's a fireplace and you can easily heat up a poker just stir one of those drinks and I, that drink sounds so tasty i think i'm gonna have to try that really soon
0: and isn't it interesting i mean because it does it's not even anything that you um now i have never gone to a grocery store and even looked for a jar of molasses but i'm i i'm do they have it is that common thing to to be able to so get
5: usually usually molasses comes in a carton you get a carton of molasses like a like a half container of milk like a. Half liter of milk, kind of thing. It's it's really syrupy, thick stuff. My mom and her brothers and sisters used to put that on toast when they were kids. The molasses.
0: Yeah, I that was the first was time 15. I tasted that. We went to uh, we went to a, a house, a house that George Washington actually slept in the um the A10 yeah, 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 it was a decent inn in, in in Rye, New York, and they were giving us a colonial experience, and we all got a little bit of uh, molasses on crackers, and that was the first time I had it, and I absolutely hated it but um but I was thinking about this
5: it's not great, yeah,
0: yeah it's on its own but then again then again, uh, uh Craig, add in this really simple um the recipe it, it could sound sounds like it'd be pretty good. You know, so
5: Frank, if that was all you had, if that was all you had, and you had, you know, you had bread, you had your soups, and then you had molasses. Molasses is a treat. Oh, I would never do, it deny depends it. depends on it all depends on where you're coming from, right? Oh yeah. And uh, I had to say, I had to say as well that I think, I don't know if Matt did it on purpose tonight, but. He looks like Santa Claus. Don't you think he kind of looks like Santa Claus? He man? looks like a,
0: a younger Santa Claus before before He was Kris he... Kringle. Yes.
5: Kris Kringle like... When before he became Santa. It's Matt. He was the, the critter tamer. That's right. I got my stray kitty sitting beside me here. I'm sitting in my backyard with the fire snowing out. I got all my staff beside me. I'm working on my walking sticks, making nice walking <laughs> sticks for people. See, so you hear that? And uh, life is good. Looks good.
0: What's the what's the cat's name?
5: Oslan. Oslan. Oslan I would name it. It it was a stray cat that just started coming around all the time and started feeding it and now it's here all the time, so
0: Well, I appreciate Especially the call, Sage. Dinner. You enjoy the you enjoy <laughs> the uh the wonderful surroundings you have out there. It sounds like a a, a picturesque scene and uh and thank you for, for spending a couple of minutes with us.
5: Pretty beautiful world, Frank. Thank you so much for making it better, man. I love you. I love what you guys are doing, and your your the chat and all the people in your community are beautiful. And uh Abe, see you later, cuz. All right, man. Thanks, guys.
0: Now that's th- thank you so much. That's a one. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing to hear. Sending love right back at you, buddy.
1: You know there was a great molasses uh, disaster in Boston, right? It's in that book that weird uh, facts, this molasses like silo or whatever exploded and it flooded the streets and few people actually perished. Mm. And when it's really hot it still smells like molasses.
0: Like molasses. There's um I wanna get now I'm curious about trying it again. Gino just said, much love to you and the family, Francis. Tell Rob he's greatly missed on Thursday nights. Let's go, Rangers. Merry Christmas. That, well, every time I talk to Rob, we uh just I mean eventually gets back around to comparing our schedules and things like that. I mean, we used to work out uh Tuesday and Thursday mornings, eight thirty AM, unbroken, you know, for years. Or at least that, that was the major trend for years. And That hasn't that hasn't happened, you know, so a lot a lot of major changes a lot of major changes Then there's also Thursday nights. So he knows we all know but uh, work duty calls and you know, Nothing ever stays one way forever. It always evolves. So hopefully things evolve into a, a, a Few occasional appearances by Rob again in 2023 and who knows what the future holds? um Thank you so much for that. Thank you, everybody, for watching across all of our wonderful platforms, including QuiteFrankly.tv, which we are going to be deferring to QuiteFrankly.tv for everything else now for the evening because the after-hour programming is about to begin. Matt, what you got going on for the rest of the uh, the weekend?
1: Uh, well, I don't know. I think I'm going to go make a fire tonight. Possibly make a pizza pie.
0: Oh, very nice. A fire and a pizza pie, and uh, me. I will be uh, digging up a burger from the diner. I think that's what I'll be doing tonight. Be going there. I think that's what's on the the agenda. But tomorrow night, who knows what time we will be live? It'll probably just be me and Lauren and. And we'll have, we'll have a good time for about an hour or less just to drop in, say hello, and maybe I'll, I'll have some kind of a cocktail recipe to whip up tomorrow night. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you all very much. And I'll be looking for you in the chat room on quitefrankly.tv in the hereafter. All right. That's all from me and from Matt. You want to say goodbye to Matt or bye, Matt? Everybody saying bye, Matt. Bye, y'all. That's all.
4: See ya. I'll catch you on the flip side.
0: Quite frankly, it's film before a live studio audience and now our Super Chatters, starting with Gino and Donkey Dick and Rick from Tulsa. Thank you. Thank you to everybody uh, across Theta and Foxhole and Twitch and Rumble and YouTube and DLive and Rockfin. I'm looking forward to a new week. It's Christmas week with you next week. Be here. Be here. Monday, 7 o'clock with Rich Barris. But I'll also see you tomorrow at some point. So happy
4: day.